to change the overlay for our YouTube channel because we're n- never live every Thursday. <laughs> Very rarely oh, we follow the schedule. Man, just everybody getting sick, things mm-hmm. changing. Anyway, Mitch, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just <laughs> I have a little bit of a cough, too. So that's what took me an extra second. Like, you know, Chelsea had the COVID last weekend, and then now tested. I don't have the COVID, but I don't feel all that great either. No, we're just always sick. The kids, you know, when there's people, there are little terrors just coughing in your face all the time. That tends to happen. A little bit. It tends to happen. All right. So immediately following this week's episode, Mm -hmm. we are jumping over to the Patreon for a pivot point episode. And there was a, a topic that came up in the Discord probably last week, two weeks ago, that kind of tied in really nicely with the veteran players or the rookie pick series that we've been doing. And we'll spend a good amount of time discussing that. But the the prompt really was, realistically, how much production and how long should that production last when you're projecting draft picks or a veteran? So like an example, if I'm moving my late 24 first, how much production should I really be getting? Yeah. And it, it's, do you do it during the off season? Do you do, do, do it during the season? You know, there's a lot to unwrap. And like I said, we'll be talking about that immediately following this show. We'll be jumping over on the Patreon feed. So if you're not part of that, I suggest come check it out. We do a free seven day trial. We have the, the, uh, the tiers, the patron channels in the discord. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe for us i think we're two away from a thousand we're so close like we don't we aren't the ones that are like hey subscribe to our youtube but please just a couple people subscribe and we'll probably never say it again until the next time for uh be for an over under on fluid ounces of hair gel on screen quite a bit quite a bit <sighs> i don't know that's a tough one anyway so we've talked about the quarterbacks we've talked about running backs the the veterans and the picks like we've been going through next week we'll be talking about tight ends today we are going to be discussing those veteran wide receivers and it's an interesting market when you look at the veterans of course but there was a comment in the discord earlier i mean earlier just a couple minutes ago that the market within leagues and this will change. And I feel like it happens all the time during this point of the off season, the market in leagues for late first round picks is really non-existent right now. People are not actively going out saying, Oh man, I got to get that one eleven. I got to get that one twelve. And the comment was one Oh seven or better or bust. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we are overall. You look everywhere. You look on, on Twitter, Reddit, uh, different podcasts, different platforms. That line has been drawn. And I think a lot of people have their top six. I think a lot of people have Roma Dunze as number seven. And then there is that tear break and it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, da, da, da. Greg says same number of ounces as Taylor Swift sightings during the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the discord, the Patreon uh, pivot point that is in the pivot point channel in the discord. I see that question in there. Uh, let's see. Targeting every one Oh wait. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Sorry. I'm just going through some of the comments. Good, you know, I, good, man. I want to show our appreciation for the folks that watch 
live every single week. All right. So, Mitch, mm -hmm. we're going to work our way down. Uh, I'm going to kind of rearrange these as we go through okay. to go highest value based on startups and fantasy calc values based on actual trades down to that 112-201 range. So, first up, Tyreek Hill. And as we always do, let's assume 12-team Superflex, two PPR for tight ends. Just get that out there. Tyreek Hill or the 2024-103. See, this is one to where, like, we really needed Dan on the show because I think you and I are going to agree on a lot of these. Um, the problem is, I was going to talk to you a little bit before we started naming players, but we love to say you build through wide receivers in Dynasty, right? That's what mm -hmm. we love to say. The, the problem is, tell me when during the season Devontae Adams was a sell high or, you know, his market went up or a Cooper Cup or Mike Evans or Keenan Allen. Like people just don't want these guys. So if you have them on your team, that's great. But very, very rarely will I see an offer of like, hey, here's my first round pick for your very aging wide receiver that I know isn't going to leave my team more than likely. And the great thing, you know, we have Dynasty Daddy down the bottom, proud partner of, and we could pull up 50,000 leagues. And then, oh, yeah, look, Tyreek Hill got traded for the 103 in this league. That's great. It's not happening in my leagues that I play in most of the time. Can it happen? Sure. So I think a lot of the issue is these price points are probably right what the people who have the veteran wide receivers want. But at the end of the day, I think I'm going to go with the picks on pretty much the vast majority of them. And your opening point, it really comes into play here because we're in the off season and we're talking about these values. But even during the season, when guys like Tyree Kill, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen were putting up different difference, you know, they were they were making a difference. Yes, without a doubt. Each and every single week, Amari Cooper had that run. Mm-hmm people still weren't paying these prices. Exactly. So we talk about at this point in the off season, not wanting to invest in running backs, yeah. not especially veteran running backs. And I say we, the dynasty community as, as a group, but should that be any different for these veteran wide receivers? Is the value really going to be that much different? And I, I do agree with you to an extent the values that we talk about here mm -hmm. are probably going to be a little bit closer to what somebody would need to move them. Right. And we always talk about the difference in the price between buying and selling. We're going to see some of those discrepancies. So on last week's show with the running backs, we had a lot of folks in the chat jumping in saying, I'd want the player. I'd want the pick. Mm -hmm. So as we run through these, drop your opinions, please, because we saw last week, when it was Dan and myself, uh, Jake was in the discord later and he goes, I think Dan and I disagreed on every <laughs> single <laughs> one. He wanted the, the players in that late first range. And then he switched to picks in the, the middle of the second territory. And Jake was saying, well, I was flipped, but that's what really creates these trading opportunities. And we said that last week. So Tyree Killer, the one of three, you said one of three, Yes, very easily the 103 for me. Do you think, like, is there an opportunity with a lot of these guys we're going to talk about? I mean, especially Tyree Kill, just because of where he is valued. Yeah. If you look at somebody's team and they might be looking to enter a rebuild 
or they're in the chat saying, hey, Tyree Kill is on the block. Like 108 plus 201. Yeah, I would do that for him. I would do you, do you do think that. that's yeah. enough? It should be enough, in my opinion. Because the problem is you're going to say the 103, right? So right now you're talking about whoever your quarterback to when the rookie drafts are or Marvin Harrison Jr. or neighbors. That's, I mean, and Tyreek Hill is going to be going a full round below all of those guys in startup drafts, if not more. So in my opinion, like the 103 is probably value-wise, you see how it can line up. But at the end of the day, the second you drop that rookie's name in there, you're like, well, of course I'm going to take the rookie. So you you would go Caleb, and this isn't a, a so like I'm trying to trap you. Right, uh, right. For a context on that comment there, I'll throw questions over to Mitch in our DMs, and he's very hesitant to respond sometimes because I'll be like, oh, what do you think about this trade? And he's like, is this a trap? Is this something you're going to be sending me? It's a fair it, question. It is because I've been known to do that to you once or twice. But the most recent time was in a co-managed league. Yep. I was like, no, no, there's no trap here. So by me saying so, I don't want you to kind of you know good. throw your guard up. You know, uh, but Caleb Williams, Jaden mm-hmm. Daniels, Drake yep. May, Brock Bowers, two PPR, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors. Do you take Roma Dunze over him? I do. Like, but I love Rome, like, because you know I watch a lot of the Pac-12, so I've seen a lot of his games. So I'm a lot higher on him than other people are. And then, I, I mean, right now I have that fairly large tier break yes, between agreed. 107 and 108. It, it's Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin. I think he's going to kind of fall into that middle of the second in the NFL draft. Hopefully I'm wrong and it spikes up a little bit because there's a lot of things about his game that I do like. J.J. McCarthy, he's kind of going to be the wild card. Yes, he he's going to move up. Like, he was the guy. We don't really want to get into J.J., but he's going to move up. We'll just go there. And then I think there's going to be at least one running back that based on landing spot and perceived opportunity is going to spike up. But, you know, I would take from a value perspective, I have Tyreek with 105 to 107. Mm-hmm. But at this point of the year, especially with these players and the way values are going to continue to shift throughout the offseason, I would take that pick over a veteran like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, if you if someone came out and offered me, they are a middling playoff team, right? Um, oh, no, sorry, I'm a middling playoff team. They have Tyreek Hill. I will move my 25 first for Tyreek Hill almost in a heartbeat if I think I could contend a little bit, right? But if you're talking about the 106, 107 in this draft, I'm like, yeah, probably not. I want to keep that pick. Would you move a 2025 first in Deontay Johnson for Tyreek Hill? And again, assuming it's not an absolute tank job, you're looking to exactly. contend, obviously. Yeah. You feel good about Tyreek as the offseason moves on. His value is really not going to change. Uh, Josh Downs in a 25 first. Yeah. Jaden Reed in a 25 first. No. I think there's too many people like Reed. You could probably get a lot for him, to be honest. Marquise Brown. Yeah. George Pickens. Yep. Anyone from the Steelers, you could have them. So you would move Pickens in a 25 first to acquire Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Okay. Because I think he's going to make that big of a difference on your team next year. Okay. And this is going to go with our conversation from the pivot point. Yes. Yep. How much do you need to be adding from a points perspective 
to want to make a move like that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a good conversation. All right. So I like these prices that I have on the sheet mm-hmm. are based on, you know, the, the current values going through fantasy cow, KTC startup ADP. I think for the sake of the conversation, I'm going to have to bring these down a little bit. A little bit. That's that's the hard part. Yep. Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams or 111. 111. I have a lot of these wide receivers on my team. And like, uh, let's bring up Debo Samuel next. Okay. I have Debo Samuel on a lot of teams. Even when he was doing good last season, no one wanted him. He's done well in the playoffs. No one still wants him. I offered Debo for Jerry, Judy, and Brian Robinson just to see what would happen, I'd even get an answer back on the offer. And I'm like, I figure for a guy like Debo, that'd be pretty close to at least a counterable offer. And I thought it was a little bit of an overpay, to be honest with you. I would have straight up accepted it if I were yeah, that manager. Didn't even get a reply. <sighs> that hurts. A little bit. It does. Eh, time it of does. the year, though. Maybe maybe they're just away. What's the lingo? They were in the chat, so they, they were around. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to give know, this person an excuse. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you got Devontae Adams, 111. Devontae Adams or 112? Adams. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so you would have that little break between 111 I and would. 112. Yeah. And I, again, I, I think it makes sense with where we would – you see McCarthy, you mm-hmm. see – like I said, a Troy Franklin, and then you see that running back getting up there. I mean, hell, I could in two PPR. If if he gets a very intriguing landing spot, I would not be surprised to see my guy Jatavian Sanders go at the end of the first round. Oh yeah, so he ends up PPR. on the Bengals in like the second round. Uh, that is being mocked in a lot of places. Yeah, exactly. I talked about uh, <laughs> issues with my my wardrobe. Yeah. If Brock Bowers goes to the Chargers, if we get a double whammy of Brock Bowers to the Chargers mm-hmm. and Jatavian mm-hmm. Sanders to the Bengals, all bets are off. <laughs> Mitch is like, I'm not staying in the same room with you. <laughs> no. In Canada, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll get my own. <laughs> all right. Stefan Diggs, is the price point similar to Adams? Um, I'm a little bit less lower on Diggs just because I think he's probably going to force himself off the bills at some point. He's just... For whatever reason, he does not seem happy. So for for me, it would be 201, 202 for me to acquire digs. Just- now, I think the move here, so wherever you have that, and I say you, everybody, wherever you have that tier break in the second round of these 12-team Superflex 2 PPR, like, I think there's an opportunity. Like, let's say you have, like, for me, I have 111 to 204 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, five picks, but fairly, fairly close together. Six picks, fairly close together. If I could get 204 and 208 for somebody like Diggs, mm-hmm. it sounds low, but you, this might be one of the last opportunities coming into yeah. this season. Can, can you think of saying that last year? With Diggs, you know, going into the 23 season. Oh, yeah, I'll set accept two seconds for Diggs. Like, that just won't happen. But this it, it, is what happens with these veteran wide receivers, right? It would sound asinine at that time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are listening right now thinking that sounds asinine still, John. It's, it's true. Just try to go get something better. That's all I'm going to say. But then from the the other side, 
if you're in this situation, you have a lot of 24 seconds. Like I have some teams, I got four, five, six, 24 yep. seconds. Yep. Just because if, especially if the startup was last year, I was able to move back. I was able to pick up some extra picks in future years. You know, maybe you are the one that wants to pair a couple of those, depending where you have the mm-hmm. tier break. Now, would I want to do like a 207 and 212? No. no, because I want yeah. something in that first tier that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Dan says, looking great on my vision pro gents. We've had some funny conversations <laughs> in the discord about Dan and his vision pro wall to wall dynasty content on the Apple goon goggles. Uh, uh, Cole digs just went in the ninth of our startup. Don't think two seconds seems low at all. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Lurs, I'll let Diggs die on my roster before taking the 204 and 28. <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. Ha. I mean, that's really it. I'm okay with it. I mean, there's these wide receivers. I'm fine having them on my team, but I also know that there isn't going to be a sell window on them. There just isn't. Like, we've seen these guys do really well during the season, and no one's coming knocking at your door to pick them up. Right now, and a lot of these guys are really close together. We talked about the fantasy calc live positional yes. values, the overall values. I got the ADP. I got the difference between the live F calc value and ADP also. So you can see, okay, there are certain types of players that, like Mike Evans, for example, fantasy calc value 63rd overall, ADP over the last 30 days, 85th overall, dropping 22 spot, spots. It makes sense that a veteran is going to be dropping, you know, and then maybe an injured player. uh, Let's see. Where was like Ramondre Stevenson? He was dinged up at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. He's up 15 spots, but but that makes sense. He's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes sense. So you can kind of see uh, Austin Eckler. He's higher compared to what the price was in existing leagues. Uh, you know, so it's always interesting. I think the opportunity might be if there's a player that you believed in and they were injured and now you look at ADP and there hasn't been a change in value compared to in-season value or they've even dropped, we might be able to identify some market inefficiencies or vice versa. If you have a veteran that now has increased in value once the off season is end or once the off season's kicked off and we don't see a change in situation, you know? So I, I, I think there are a lot of certain players like Najee Harris is up almost two rounds. It's just crazy. And you know, uh, <laughs> is it the way he performed at the end of the season? Probably. Is it Arthur Smith coming into town? You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, just because we talked about Adams before, any concerns about Devonte Adams' quarterback AOC enough to like him over Diggs? I don't. Did, did you see the? Yeah, I use quotes. <laughs> the AOC report from that. It was a fantasy account. Like it, it doesn't make any sense to be honest. Like it doesn't. It would, it would be like if you or you or I went out yes. there and said sources say. Nobody freaking believes uh, I have a source. And do you think the coaches already know right now that they're like, yeah, we're walking into the season with AOC. Like none of the coaches know that. They don't even know what's going to happen in free agency yet. It's just crazy. And also, I just, if they were to stick with AOC, it would be very difficult to believe in Devontae Adams. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. But I, 
Dig Diggs had Josh Allen. He was the number one receiver in that offense. Mm-hmm. Where Josh Allen, I, I was fifth in passing yards, sixth in passing touchdowns, and there was what eight, nine, ten games. Diggs just did not produce. Yes. So a Devonte Adams with AOC, I think, is the floor for him it this really season. Is. Now, if I'm looking, I have all these guys tiered together, so we're mm-hmm. going to kind of jump around a little bit from the actual veteran versus the pick. Terry McLaurin or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. And again, I have these guys tiered together, but it's close. I'm making you choose. Yeah. All right. So you went Godwin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Godwin. Godwin or Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup? Devontae Adams. Chris Godwin or Cooper Cup? He's hacking up a lung over there. Holy Tell you, man, like it ain't healthy. Uh, was it Amari or Cooper Cup? Is that what you said? No. Chris Godwin or Cooper Cup? Oh, uh, Godwin. Terry McLaurin or Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. All right. So out of those four, you have Devontae Adams, yeah. Godwin, Cooper Cup, McLaurin. Yes. Where do you slide digs? Sorry. What was that? I was coughing again. Holy God. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm dying here. I'm telling you. The the dynasty theory medical benefits are not great. We yeah. don't. They're very low tier. <laughs> uh, I get my cold medicine out of the back back alley. <laughs> That's all we can do right now. I okay. Know. <laughs> uh, Stephon Diggs, where do you slide him in there? Adams, Godwin, Cup, McLaurin. Where's Diggs? Right next to McLaurin. Okay. Boy, Diggs or Christian Kirk? Uh, the Kirk. Okay, so I. See, I think there are going to be opportunities here. Like, you get into that Kirk area, Godwin, McLaurin. I think there's going to be spots you can get a plus with any of those options. And I want you to tell me why Diggs is a better option than any of them. Okay. No, 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 no not like you specifically. Oh, okay. I just, <laughs> I'm just like, I can. <laughs> a rhetorical why, or right, why right, is right. he a better option? And you're going to find people... Uh, that may, maybe it's Lurz that, w- that was in the chat, uh, if he's still here. Maybe he's going to be a potential trade partner there. Yep. You know, so you know, Mike Evans right now, fantasy calc value one spot below Stefan Diggs. ADP, about a three and a half round difference. Why? That just doesn't make sense. Why? Yeah. ADP hasn't caught up, probably, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, and and again, what what are the leagues that Fantasy Calc is incorporating? Mm-hmm. Mocks, yes, really, yep. you know. So always take this with a grain of salt. You know, some of the it, look stuff the like this points. stacking matters. Like even though you're not huge on the whole stacking thing, there's a lot of people that aren't right, but there are people that are. So if you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, you get him in the first. More than likely, you're going to want to draft your digs a little bit higher because you're going to want the stack in Buffalo more so than if Baker Mayfield is your starting quarterback. I mean, you're probably picking him up in the 12th round and then that's what you're worried about. I mean, he's higher than that, but that's when you're going to be stacking him with Mike Evans. So, but that stuff does matter when it comes to ADP. I, uh, you know, I don't care. About I, that. I know. And uh, some people don't, but some people really do. And I do think that affects ADP values. Yeah. Well, it's just something to pay attention to. Yep. So, uh, Mike Evans, 
or 110. That one's like just right there for me. Like if I knew Baker was coming back and everything was good there, I would go Mike Evans. But right oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Mike, Evans the one. Re- Mike Evans needs to it, re-sign too. That's a great point. Yeah. So as of right now, I'm taking the 110. But that's one that I could very easily flip depending on how the whole free agency stuff goes. Keenan Allen or Calvin Ridley? Oh, Keenan Allen. I don't want Calvin Ridley on any team. Calvin Ridley or Dust? 205. 205. 207. 207. 209. Uh, maybe Calvin Ridley. And, like, I want Calvin Ridley to sign with the Lions this year, right? So this isn't me hating on Calvin Ridley. I think he's fine for the NFL. I just don't want him fantasy-wise. So 208, I'll probably take that. All right. Do I do I do I do it to a nine? You can do uh, that. All right, well, you know, I think Amari Cooper is another one. Yep. I think like I would trade the 112 for Amari Cooper. I would do that. Okay. You know, I'm I'm looking. I, I gotta move Amari Cooper up. I don't like if if you're asking me Amari Cooper or, or Cooper Cup, yeah, should there be a gap? And I I don't think the answer to that question oh, well, is Amari yes. should be quite a bit higher than Cooper to be honest. Yeah, the, o- oversight on my part. I apologize to the folks at home and anybody this may have affected. <laughs> Let's just change some colors here in the old sheets. All right. Uh, any other veterans? No, I think we covered a lot of them before we get into these. I like this next question. I like the whole. Which one do you like that are actually good wide receivers? That's a good one to talk about. I like the the trio, who's going to be highest, who's going to be lowest, yep. uh, especially whenever we have the three of us on and Dan's not sitting there with his, his goggles. $50 million goggles on. Yep. Yep. Um, I, you figure he'd be able to join the show if he has the goggles on. The, that should have some like cross-compatibility there, but maybe not. He should just be able to join anywhere. Uh, it's true. I don't know. He better not bring those to Canton. Oh, he's bringing them to Canton. <laughs> anyway. he is. He's going to warm to dinner. All right. The only steakhouse in Canton that is open until 4 p.m. That's right. Eastern time. That was a good steak, though. I it was it. good. It was great. Yeah. I scooted there. All right. In each, each group. So if you've missed the quarterback episodes, the running back episodes, go back and watch them. But. What we've been doing to close out these shows is in each group, I'm going to give Mitch three wide receivers that are similarly valued today. And some of them, like, you know, when I did running backs with, with Dan, he was like, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. When I did quarterbacks, you were very, this isn't close. Dan was like, this isn't close. So it is interesting to see the different thoughts here. So again, if you're in the chat, I want to, I want to know your, your thoughts here. CD lamb. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jamar Chase. Who has the highest value one year from today? And then who has the lowest? Look, I'm like everybody else. Everybody loves these players, right? I'm still going Jamar Chase because if Burrow comes back healthy, Jamar Chase is just going to have a bonkers year. I mean, they all are. But Jamar Chase just has that kind of ceiling to where I think he's going to end up being a little bit higher. But, I mean, they could be wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver five in Dynasty. And then who's lowest? Probably Amonra, just because Cowboys, CD Lamb, he will always be ranked just a little bit higher. And Amonra is the fourth round pick, and everyone, you know, 
will always hold that against him. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be in the league for, it's going to be like two years from now. Yeah. He's going to be one of the highest paid players in the league. Yes. He's going to be breaking records, you know, whatever. Yeah, but he was a fourth round pick. Exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to be an all pro for the next four years, but he's probably wide receiver eight in dynasty, you know, just because that, that draft capital just knocks him down a little bit. The Let's see, right now, Amon Ross St. Brown. So this is across the board. Positional fantasy calc four, overall 10, ADP 13, overall. Mm-hmm. Lamb, respectively, two, six, and eight against the four, 10, and 13. And Chase, three, eight, and nine. So it look it looks like it's going right now in all three of those areas. Lamb, Chase, St. Brown. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I can't argue. Honestly, if someone wants to put St. Brown above, I won't argue. It's just the value just really isn't there. Okay. And this one's interesting too because like, you ha- yeah. you have the big discrepancy with the the one of these three players being. A lower NFL draft pick. So are we look we're looking at Puka, Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown. Who has the highest value year from today, Mitch? It should be Puka, but it won't be. It'll be Garrett Wilson. Like I think AJ Brown, his age is gonna start to play a factor. Um, but if Garrett Wilson can get a healthy Aaron Rodgers for, you know, 14 or 15 games next season, everyone's just gonna buy into that because Garrett Wilson's very good. But I think Puka's gonna have the best year of all of them next year. And the lowest? AJ Brown. And is that primarily, well, he's going to be 27. I, I know, but that's the thing. I Is it that or the 22, 23-year-olds? Yeah. Uh, Holler from the Fantasy Effect team. Always appreciate those guys. He has Garrett Wilson as the top. AJ Brown is last. And Puka bringing right up the middle. middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. What the fuck is Dan talking about? I have no Jet. idea. Oh my god. If you have not watched an episode of Dynasty Theory live on the old YouTubes, just and you listen on the uh, podcast feed, I just ask that one time you do. Just like, once. Just the once chat once. is fantastic. It is why like when we first started doing the show, we would just record. Mm-hmm. It's it really is so much more enjoyable for oh, us yep. to have these crazies in the chat really is all right. Chris Olave is a flowers. DJ Moore, Olave by a lot. Then DJ Moore, then Zay flowers. I agree with that. Yeah. Not to say I disagree with the first two trios, right? right. That you, one. You're I, good. I, I agree with that. I just don't want to yell at me. All right. Nico Collins, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins, Nico Collins, definitely the highest right now. I'll say Waddle in the middle than T Higgins, but T. Higgins is that free agent. You know, if he goes back to the Bengals, maybe they could light it up for another season. But as of right now, I think I just have to have Waddle higher because I know where he is going to be next year. They're both made of glass, though. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, I love, I like, I like Waddle, but I, I love T. Higgins. And he's just, there's nothing worse than putting a player in your lineup mm-hmm. and. The Back first, chasms. the first series, <laughs> they go up for a deep ball and yeah. crack their head off the turf or whatever. Like that is the worst, without a doubt. Like it, I, again, how dare I selfishly sit here as I sit on my couch and these guys are sacrificing their health 
as I sit here and complain. Get back out there. Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Devontae Smith. I'm going to go just how you have them listed. Ayuk first, Tank Dell second, Devontae Smith first. Like, I love Tank Dell. I think Tank Dell is the best wide receiver on the Texans, but he also has to prove he can stay healthy for a full year. And, you know, guys with his body type can be great for six or seven games, but they need to hold up for 17 in order for us to really draft them high. So, in my opinion, it's Ayuk because he's amazing. Tank Dell, then Devontae Smith. I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay. One wide receiver that you need to go out and acquire can be a veteran, can be a young stud. It doesn't matter. At their price point, who do you, you personally, Mitch Sorensen, mm-hmm. be proactive, get out there. Who do you need to acquire? I'm a stall for a second. I want to say you could have. I wasn't on the show for the running backs, but Brian Robinson is the one to go and get. He's super cheap right now, and he is going to produce next year, and you can get him for really low. So I'm going to say him. Then four wide receivers. I'm not going to go very high because I don't think that's very fun. Um, I will go with just scrolling through your tiers real quick looking. I'm going with Quentin Johnston. No! No, I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. Oh, no. No, look. The, their GM already came out and said pretty much, I mean, this isn't exactly what he said, but I'll just put my own spin on it. Like their salary cap's hell. They're in a terrible position, and they're going to have to cut players. I think Keenan Allen's going to be back, but I do not believe Mike Williams is going to be back. I don't believe Austin is going to be back. Quentin Johnston wasn't good last year, but we knew going into the draft, he was a raw prospect. We all had him lower in our tiers because we knew he wasn't going to be doing the same thing that JSN was. We knew this. I really believe with Justin Herbert, they are going to... Man, (laughs) it's rough, right? But no, like really... His value is too low right now. Like we have discussions in the Discord about, hey, go buy Dotson. Dotson's a great buy right now. I just like, with that. yeah, but we hate Quentin Johnston. And then we'll have people be like, no, Bryce Young could come back. He's doing really good. Bryce Young was far worse this past year than Quentin Johnston was. But well, you know, we liked Bryce Young before the draft, and we didn't like Quentin Johnston before the draft. So that's how it goes. No, Quentin Johnston is my guy. For me, it's better be a low guy. Better be a low guy. Hollywood. Oh, you liked him last year, though. And I like him again this so he could run back your takes. No, 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 no. This is me doubling down. All right. Hold on, real quick, real quick, Ben, real quick. This is what happens when we have Dan. Dan says, go buy JSN or Drake London. Yes. Please go and buy Drake London. Like, yes, he is also on my buy list for me. You know, I heard this Justin Jefferson guy. <laughs> He's pretty decent. You can get him for pretty cheap off someone's team. Pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Hollywood. Yeah, no, I like Hollywood. Hollywood's good. And I... Because he's a free agent. It's just those, you well, know. And it, he was playing on the with the injury. Yeah. Uh, you know, he ended up missing the end of the season there. And Chris Godwin again. 
Now I'm I'm leaving Deontay Johnson off my list this this off season. I was going to mention but, him too, but yeah, I. But Chris Godwin, I mean, really being overshadowed by a tremendous Mike Evans season. You look at the way he closed out here. You know, still not spectacular by any means, but uh, eight points, 15 points, 11, 17, 15, 26. You know, so I still a player like quietly over a thousand yards, just two touchdowns, though. <laughs> regression. Hey, real quick, let me say one player who is a little bit higher up that people won't throw up on, but it's Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice throughout the offseason. I'm not going to be shocked if he ends up doing the Pittman from two years ago to where in August he's wide receiver 12 in Dynasty. That is not going to surprise me at all. And I actually expect it, to be honest with you. Like, I would talk about ADP. Jalen Waddell, he's... Let's see. Fantasy calc value tenth uh, wide receiver ten. Twenty mm-hmm. ninth overall. Thirty first overall in ADP. Rasheed Rice. Wide receiver twenty three. Fifty fifth overall. Fifty fourth overall in ADP. Why is there a two round gap? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And I was. This is. This, this is not a situation where I'm doubling down on a take. Like I was not in on Rasheed Rice. Nope coming into the NFL draft, even post-NFL draft. No, I thought Sky Moore was going to be the guy. That's what I thought. I was wrong, but I'm okay to go get Rice now. Yeah. So I I think Rice is a good one, and I had my eye on him there. Final thoughts. All right, Mitch. Episode 233 in the books. Another fun one. Next week, we're going to be talking about tight ends. Be ready, Dan. Be ready. He's going to say, go buy that undervalued Sam Laporta. <laughs> if you can get yeah. him for cheap, that would be good. Yeah, so, so, Mitch, what do you got? I'm going to bring up, um, so we have quite a few teams that we run through Dynasty Theory, uh, through the Discord and everything. We have one that is a 24-team league um, that has quite a few orphans in it because it's a My Fantasy League. You know, It's just one of those to where... Uh, people don't like MFL anymore. And I mean, I don't want to go on a tangent, but can you like name a company that was ran worse in like fantasy over the last five years than MFL? I mean, they had everything and now no one wants to play on it. They they blew a 28 to three lead. They, you know? yeah, like, that they did. That they did. Not 24 to seven, but 28 to three. That's for sure. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so so anyways, we have openings. If you want to fill some orphans, please join the Discord, and we'll get you in the leaks. All right. Like I said, we're going right over to the Patreon feed, and that link is in the Discord chat if you're if you're over there. Um, for Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, I'm John Bauer. Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.